Hey y'all, welcome to Adventures with Aggie brought to you by the Ryan Martin Foundation. Today we have another episode powered by Performax featuring Rose Hollerman. Rose is a three-time Paralympian and two-time Paralympic medalist, one bronze and one gold. She's going to tell us all about Tokyo and all of her favorite memories playing for Team USA. Please welcome Rose. Well, Rose, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm good. Thanks for having me on. (laughs) I'm excited. I'm excited that you're here. I'm pumped to learn more about your story and uh, welcome back. Congrats after being in Tokyo for a few weeks. Um, But I guess just kind of start out. Could you give me a little bit of background onto who you are and what you do? Um, As you, my name is Rose. I'm a wheelchair basketball player. Uh, Background about my disability. I was in a car accident when I was five. I have like a T11, T12, super incomplete spinal cord injury. So in terms of wheelchair basketball, I'm a three, five. So a higher class player. Um, personal life. I'm from Minnesota, grew up with all brothers and then, uh, went to school at UTA, got my degree in elementary teaching. And then I now live and play professionally in Spain. That's awesome. I forgot it's so late. I forgot it's so late for you. Are you in Spain now? Yeah, I am. So it's, it's like 10 o'clock. Awesome. That's great. I appreciate you staying awake then. (laughs) Cool. Uh, Let's kind of backtrack a little bit. How did you first find wheelchair basketball? Um, So after I was injured, I was doing therapy at Curd Center and one of my therapists suggested swim therapy. I started doing that. And then my swim therapist suggested that I go play or go do competitive swimming And then from there, kind of just like met someone by the name of Ben Kenyon, who was a swimmer and played all of the sports at Courage Center. And he was kind of like my biggest role model growing up. And he encouraged me to do all the sports. So I did. That's awesome. I love that. So I guess at what point did you realize you were going to take this to high performance? Uh, I always say that like basketball didn't, I didn't choose basketball, it kind of chose me. I love it a lot, but I, I made the team when I was only 15 years old. I think when you're 15, you don't make concrete decisions let yet, yet in your life. And I just ended up making the team. I loved it and I've just kind of been on this path the whole time. So for me, it just kind of fell into that sort of high level basketball. That's awesome. It's meant to be, meant to be if it happens like that. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Definitely found my path young and it's been a good one for me. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. Awesome. Well, you've been to um, quite a few Paralympic games, but I want to talk about um, Tokyo. Could you kind of maybe give us some some highlights? Obviously, the medal game was definitely a highlight for you, but how was it overall? Um, yeah, and I guess favorite parts or memories that stuck out? Uh, my favorite part was definitely, it was a group of young girls that, so when you go to your first Paralympics, everyone is the same. The eyes are so big, everything's so exciting and new and shiny. It's just when you experience something new, that's what happens. And typically when you bring a team to a Paralympics, like at least seven of the girls have been there before. So you get to experience it and see that from three, four of your teammates, but it's not it's not as many, but this games was different because only three of us have ever been to a Paralympics. So being able to watch my nine teammates so enthusiastic about everything and just 
the whole entire experience to them being new and brand new and shiny and fun made it kind of made me go back to my first games and was really awesome and definitely my favorite part of the games. That is super crazy. And I, while I was watching it, I was like, I can't believe how young most of this team is. It's so, it was so exciting to watch. And I mean, obviously all of the Paralympics was exciting to watch just how after what happened in the last year that it actually happened and it was like super awesome. I think it made the games really special and exciting anyway, but I think your team in particular, I could tell how excited everybody was from the outside, you know, yeah, the young fresh eyes. <laughs> There's definitely a really great like type of environment where everyone was just so energized. Our bench was definitely the loudest and yeah. most enthusiastic. It was really awesome. That's so cool. Awesome. Well, I, I want to ask you, I guess, this is my favorite question to ask the Paralympians, but um, you've been to a few games. What does it mean to be able to represent the United States? Some people say, I guess they don't know how to put it into words, but um, what does that mean to be able to represent the U.S.? Um, yeah, it's always hard to put that into words, what it means to us as athletes. Uh, the thing that's really special to me isn't necessarily representing the U.S., but representing everyone from home. Like thinking back to my family, to I'm from a small town, to that community, from to my college, to everywhere that I'm going around and everyone that's helped me on my journey. Like I feel a lot of pride with representing all of them, despite where they came from or how they helped me. And now that I'm playing abroad, like being really passionate about like my Spanish teammates that have helped me a lot so for me, that's really powerful is, is getting to feel like I'm representing everyone that's helped me and gotten me there. Yeah, definitely. The circle around you that pushed you to where you are today, which is so cool. Um, awesome. Well, I want to ask you about being in Spain. How did this opportunity come about and how was it getting adjusted to being or living in this country and playing basketball? Uh, so I, I it just kind of happens in wheelchair basketball. I think it's kind of who you know and the connections that you can make. Uh, my coach here in Spain ended up going to World in 2018 and watched us play the Spanish women's team. He liked the basketball I was playing. And then also Jorge Sanchez, who's a, United, a U.S. men's player that just won gold. He also lives here and has played basketball with me before. So he told me to come over. And a, a unique thing about, I don't think, moving across country like moving across the world and living in a different country is strange diff different language I don't know it's weird but the weirdest thing to me has been that I play on an all-men's team so it's it's only me with wheelchair basketball there's classification and how they do it then it's the the leagues are mixed and women just go down a point and a half in class so coming over here and playing with all males has been definitely something that's been different for me to adjust to but I really do enjoy it that is a little strange. I've never heard that. I don't know. Maybe I just, I didn't think about it that way. Um, it looks, I don't know, when I'm watching it, it just, that's just how it is. But I've never heard it that way, I guess. But that's really cool that um, that you're over there and you're playing with the guys and it's great. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Cool. Um, let's see. I want to ask you about Performax because that's why we're here. Um, lovely Performax. I was so excited that they were able to put together these interviews and stuff. But how did you first join the Performax family? Um, actually, very recently was in the office and Danny Fick showed me a picture of the day I signed with Performax. But 
uh, I was 17. So I was, they, they brought me on when I was super young, when I had just started my career. I think that's why a lot of us love Performax so much because they're, they're so willing to take on that young athlete and support them and have their back through everything, even before we make this name for ourselves. And so I was just at a tournament at UTA and they wanted me in their chairs and talked to me about it and ended up switching to Performax and joining the little family. And it's been great ever since. <laughs> I can tell everybody loves Performax. Obviously, everybody that I've spoken to in the series to like, wow, this is such a great uh, community to be in. Um, but yeah, I love it. I, I need my t-shirt or something. I don't know. I need a Performax something to be part of the family. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you need a t-shirt with Matt Scott on it. You need a Matt Scott yes. shirt. Yes. <laughs> Matt Scott was, his interview was amazing that I'll put out, I think just before yours, but super fun, huge Performax cheerleader. And I think I'm becoming a Performax cheerleader too. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's awesome. He's a really great guy. I could imagine that his interview was amazing. He's so well-spoken. <laughs> very enthusiastic, very enthusiastic for sure. <laughs> But um, awesome. So I have some questions, I guess, from my team that they kind of submit before we do our shows. Um, they want to know what makes the Performax community special compared to maybe other ones that you're involved in in your sporting career. Uh, well, first, I for me, I just really can't see how it's like it's the best chair in the world. I think that they're so high end, amazing chairs that the equipment is so great, but beyond that is just definitely like the family component. Like you have, they'll do anything for us. They'll like, recently I was, I, when I flew back here to Spain, my chair was broken and I got this chair four, four months ago and they like immediately started working on a new one for me or making sure I'm taken care of. And just like that type of, you, it's security in your sport too. Cause if anything happens to our chair, like that's our, that's how we're getting around. So the fact that they provide us which, with like such good care and security and that family environment is really awesome and what makes it really special. I mean, yeah. For sure. I interviewed Willie as well and he'll be the first episode of the series. And he was yeah. all about his, his family, you know? And it's so cool how everybody is super connected. And I think when, I don't know, when the chairs are that good, it's y'all are telling the truth, right? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's all very true and everybody's very connected, which is great. But when it's a company building chairs and the person like Willie, he start he started it and he plays wheelchair basketball. Like he really understands what we need and what we want. And that's all the guys that works, work there. They've, you know, and been in chairs or been around the sport and know what it's like and like they're fans they love basketball and it's just like that makes a huge difference when the people play the sport that they're creating chairs for definitely definitely that's awesome the experience you know i guess coming full circle <laughs> helping others trying to figure out where they need to go within the sport that's so cool i love it Awesome. Let's see. Three more questions for you. Um, one also from my team, and then the last two will kind of wrap up. But this next one, um, I love this question. But what have you learned about yourself through your time involved in wheelchair basketball? Hmm, that is a good question. <laughs> it's also tough. I've always played basketball. It's like part, yeah. it's so ingrained in my identity that I don't know, but 
every day you go into training, you get to like learn something and learn about yourself and year by year, if you really like look at the influence it's, it's had on you. And the biggest thing is the communicating with teammates and working with others that is so important and where you get to learn what your communication skills are and how to work with other people and communicate with them. Like, I think learning, this isn't about myself, but learning how to be more understanding and how to listen to people better. I guess maybe I learned that I wasn't a very good listener and I needed to start opening up to other people's ideas and really taking an account for others. I, I guess, and, and really like thinking of things in other people's perspective is probably the biggest thing that I've learned from basketball, but I mean, there's a lot of things that I could say, like it's especially living here and abroad, it's, it's kind of like the center of, you know, my world. I've learned that I like, I'm very much willing to work hard. I'm very much willing to go on an adventure, like you travel and go abroad and, and like that. I like my independence and I like playing basketball, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I think those are all great things. You, you didn't know how to answer. And then it was all <laughs> so many things that you've learned from basketball, which I think it's great. That's um, super true. I think understanding and communicating, I, that's sport is really good for that. And I don't think that people think about sports that way, you know, like, especially team sports, I think like people don't think, oh, yeah, I'm going to learn how to communicate with my teammates today. Like, that's not something that you're told, but I think it always happens. And um, I don't know, maybe that's why people that do sports are generally very successful and good at communicating. <laughs> but because, um, yeah, because you have to be, you have to be good at that. But it's yeah, it, like the when you feel like the the yucky feeling leaving a training, you know, like there's sometimes you leave a training, just feel yucky afterwards. And a lot of times I found like that was associated with like reflecting back and, and seeing a moment where I was bad and communicating with a teammate. And like, it's very much like it's a team sport. So we need everyone. I want the most out of everyone on my team. I want the most out of myself. And so communication and you like being able to not have those issues or moments or like yucky feelings within a training and making sure that you're staying on the same path is so important. Yeah, that's a really good way to describe it. That's a really good way to describe it. I like that. You don't want that feeling. <laughs> no, that's not a fun one. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Cool. Let's see. Uh, last two questions for you. Um, could you briefly tell us about maybe a mentor or somebody who was important in your sporting career to help get you to where you are today? Hmm. Um, I'm just going to go off of my initial reaction. It, typically, I say Ben Kenyon because he was like my role model. But today, I just like Doug Dixon was my coach back in, in high school and he wasn't my coach for super long, but I think he like taught me the best lessons in basketball that I've ever been taught. Like something that I say all the time and I remind myself of constantly is that like you have to love the sport first and last and to work super hard, but also keep that joy and, and use that joy to be the fuel that makes you a better player. And that was something that I really like learned from him. And the older I get, the more I like, look back on the lessons that he taught me and I like feel more appreciative of those of those moments at the time he's a great coach a great guy an awesome person to be around but I didn't realize how much he was teaching me until I've been like going further along in my career and learning more 
For sure. That was like a perfect lead into my last question. Um, I guess he gave you lots of advice, but what piece of advice would you give to younger Rose if you could go back and tell her something? <laughs> uh, younger Rose, a weird one, but to let myself rest, like give yourself breaks. You do, you do like as an athlete, I think we try to push ourselves so much and we do need like that week or two where we just get to be a kid or get to just like feel like a normal, I'm not worrying about training. I'm not going to practice. I just get to like be with my family and enjoy myself because those moments are really important too. And leading into like meditation, mental health, sports psychology, those things are so important. And a lot of times I thought it's basketball, it's a physical game. I want to be, I want to work on physical stuff. I don't want to waste my time with mental training. And then once I started doing the mental training stuff, I saw a huge jump in my game and how I can help my teammates and the impact that I can have overall. And I wish that was something that I would have taken more seriously as soon as I started having my basketball career, because it helps you on the court, it helps you off the court, it helps you like in general, just sports psychology, mental health, meditation, it's so important. Definitely. This is why I love ending the show on this question, because hopefully somebody hears that and it resonates, then they go out and do it. <laughs> but yes, good takeaway. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Rose, thank you so, so much for giving me some of your time today. And thanks for sharing your story. Thank you. I appreciate that you're, it's always nice when people are sharing our stories as well. I appreciate it. Rose, thanks so much for coming on the show, sharing your story about Performax and telling us all about how much fun you had in Tokyo. Tune in for another episode of Adventures with Aggie powered by Performax on Thursday.